What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today it is the betting show as UFC Paris goes down uh, this weekend. The first time ever over in uh, Paris, France, to, uh, to quote George Pierre from that uh, 10-second scene in Tough from... 15 years ago, which no one probably remembers, but I will, I will always remember. Uh, but uh, it's, it's great to see uh, the UFC in, in Paris. Obviously, you know, Bellator have been there and a few more people have been there. Aries have put on some great shows and others as well, and there's loads of talent. Um, and I think for a lot of people who know that scene very, very well, uh, and I would have a, a very base knowledge, I suppose, of the scene, listening to other people talking about it and seeing some of the fighters maybe fight on this scene, one of which uh, I'm, I'm picking as one of my bets today. But I think a lot of people maybe be a little bit disappointed there weren't a few more names on this uh, on this card, maybe even a Sharia, maybe a Parnas or something like that. Um, but we have some good names. We have a very good card and it'll be interesting to see uh, how it goes down and how the crowd react and everything as well because it's uh, it's a massive massive event I know myself as someone in Ireland here we didn't have uh, the UFC for five years it's probably gone on in five years again since we had it now isn't it probably I don't know um, it, it's a massive occasion and the fact you know MMA has just kind of been legalised in France uh, it's absolutely huge. I know it's great for Bellator to come and uh, the utmost respect for them and Aries and everyone else but for the UFC to come you know, there is something different about that, and we all we all know it. I think everyone will probably admit that. So it's absolutely massive for them. I'd be interested to see just before I get to the bets, um, if in the future they bring even bigger cards to places like Paris and London and other places, because these are such big markets um, that I don't think you can kind of you can class them as second class citizens if you want to put it that way or whatever. Uh, I know it's going to be very hard to bring pay-per-views because of the time difference and they don't like putting on pay-per-views earlier and stuff like that. But I, I just think the fact that, you know, they have that deal with ESPN now where they're getting paid that amount of money no matter what, I, I think they need to concentrate on other things as well as pay-per-views. And I think that is the likes of London, the likes of Parry, which are massive uh, areas for them to, to take, you know, because... Bellator, PFL and others are, are coming into these areas as well and they're going to try to take them so it's uh, it's really a race especially in Europe so it'll be interesting I suppose that's kind of an aside here in the betting show maybe a chat for another day as well but this is a very very good card but I would be interested to see if they up the level of these cards uh, as as the time goes so uh, let's get into the bets um, I have my four bets and my flyer this week my flyer my flyer isn't that big of a price but it, it should be a bigger price maybe which is probably a bad flyer but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, before we get into it, please write responsibly. Don't bet more than you can. Always take it handy, please. And, uh, you know, be 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 careful when, uh, when betting. Uh, last week, we had two uh, out of the five. And we we were robbed blind in one with a bad judge's, judge's decision. And in the other one, you know, Marais almost had Dimitri. So we went from four out of five to two out of five very, very quickly. But we'll, look, we'll take two. We'll take two any week uh, in a bad week. So we'll, we'll take that. Hopefully we'll have a couple of more this week. Right, my first bet of the week. Uh, I'm starting off. I don't usually start off with the main event, but I'm starting off with the main event this week. And I'm going for Cyril Gagne to beat Tai Tuivasa by TKO KO. And that's plus 125. Now, my reasoning behind this is, I, I, I don't think, and may, you know, maybe it will, there's always a chance in a heavyweight fight it's going to be an early uh, big knockout. Um, and it, it could happen. My thinking in this one is, 
Look, it, it looks to me like a fight if you're to break it down. It's probably Tuivasa early, Ganya late slash maybe by decision. Um, and I'm going to kind of bank on Ganya late here because I think if you're fighting, right, if you're tied to Ivasa and you go in there and you fight, um, you fight a fight with Ganya to try to kind of pick him off at some time throughout the whole fight, I don't think that's going to work for you. I think tied to Ivasa, if he's smart here, I think he'll go for it early. And I think, he'll, I think he needs to go for it early. Like if there is a meta of victory for him here, it is in the first two rounds via big knockout, I think. Uh, and I think he knows that. I'd say his coaches will know that. And I had heavyweight against a guy like Ganya, right? Against a guy like Ganya, you cannot have like a five round game plan to not necessarily outpoint him, but even to look for that one shot throughout the whole five rounds. Because if you do that against Ganya, you are going to lose the decision. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So you almost have to either go out with your shield or on it. I think if you're uh, tied to Ivasa, I think he needs to go for it in the first two to three rounds. Not not necessarily go all out and, and gas himself or anything like that, but he needs to go he- heavy and hard with big shots early. Now I said he doesn't need. To, I said he doesn't need to gas himself, but maybe the whole prerequisite of my bet here is that he probably will gas himself a little bit, or not even necessarily gas himself, but throws so much early that he slows down in the fourth and fifth. And then Ganya maybe would pick him off a little bit there, and I think he might get the finish late. Hard to see two of us have been able to go for that full five rounds. I'm sure he'd be prepared and everything like that, but having to chase Ganya around as well as having to throw those big shots, I'm feeling that will take it out of him and Ganya late. Like, Ganya has a point to prove as well after his last fight. And I think a massive thing coming in here is the mental... Um, state of Gagne, right? Because he went in the last fight against uh, Francis Ngannou and he got decimated. You know, he got taken down and it was... Uh, it, it showed him up, I suppose. He got exposed a little bit, like Francis did a few years previous against Stipe Miocic. And no fighter like that. And what did ha- what happened to Francis after that fight? He went in, in in the next outing against Derek Lewis and he absolutely laid an egg. You know, it was an awful performance altogether. Himself and Derek, both of them did nothing. You know, they just kind of they, they stood opposite each other as a fly flies for uh, for fifteen minutes, and it was it was basically a no contest decision win for uh, for Derek Lewis, one of the you know one of the noted worst fights in UFC history. Now, I hopefully that won't be this, but my point coming that from that is. That is the way fighters can react sometimes to like change things up terribly and hugely. I have a feeling like Ganya could that could happen to Ganya as well. But I have a feeling like his game plan was always to kind of fight like Francis did in that second fight, but in a much more you know um, detailed and sophisticated way, I suppose, not just stand there and do nothing. No, he fought, fought from the outside, pick lads off. Maybe it'll go the opposite way with him. And that's why I'm kind of going for the TKO KO here as well. Maybe he'll try to go forward, land more shots. I, I, 
after a while I don't think it's going to be coming out early trying to get and look for the knockout early if it presents itself absolutely but especially against a guy like Tai Tuivasa that'd be foolish because if he catches with you on there honestly there aren't many lads in that division that hit as hard as Tai Tuivasa and I, I'm a big fan of Tai Tuivasa I actually think he's a very underrated fighter power wise but also technique wise as well the problem here though is he's against the best technical fighter in that heavyweight division maybe uh, if, if John Jones isn't quite there yet you know um so I think it's a big problem for Tuivasa to be able to land that shot. And I think all of that kind of works for Gagne to win this fight. Um, as I said, I don't think it'll be early, it, but I do think it'll be late. It'll either be a decision or him, I think, in the fourth or fifth round or something like that. And, you know, to, to, put, to add in the chance of it being an early one with the chance of it being a late one, I think that plus 125 for the TKO KO is, uh, I think that's a pretty good price. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my first bet of the week. So France, or Seattle Gagne even, plus 125 to win by TKO KO. Right, my second bet of the week, I'm going for, so my, my next two bets are ex-Cage Warriors guys, who I've watched a good bit of, uh, and I watched a bit of their opponents as well, preparing for this. Uh, and the first one I'm going for is Mike Figlak. Uh, and he is minus 185 uh, to win his fight here. He's taking on Faris ZM. Um, I watched a bit of ZM. He's a very tall guy, big, big guy for uh, for that division, 155 pounds. Um, that leads to the fight, getting to the clinch a lot, sometimes getting to the floor. Himself and Don Madge, like Don Madge, a good striker, you know, a, a relatively similar fighter, I would say, to Mike Figlak. Uh, and that was, you know, Madge got on top for a period of that fight and was able to win it pretty convincingly there. But a lot of it was just kind of them holding each other against the clinch. And if you look, it's funny enough, if you look at uh, Mike Figlak's last fight, uh, where he fought Aggie Sadari, who is not as big and tall as, as ZM, but it, it got into a similar fight for a shorter period of time. And Figlak was able to get the fight to the ground much quicker than, say, someone like Imaj was. And his ground game, like, I, I spoke about it this week on, uh, over on the Severe Mail podcast talking, uh, breaking down this fight. And I think what Figlak showed in his last fight and in recent fights is um, a kind of an upward trajectory in his game in terms of the amount of stuff he knows and how good he is at all different things. Like, you look at him a few fights ago and you think, oh, this guy is a very, very good boxer. Can he put a lot of this stuff together? Can he put more stuff with it? And I think in the last few fights he has. And I think that those takedowns and that ground game is kind of a game changer for him because he's power there as well. He's power on the feet, but now he's power on the ground as well. And I think that is the key here for Faraz ZM. Um, I think it will... I, I would predict probably two minutes of clinch in this fight in the first round. That that would be my... That'd be a big prediction. If you could bet in that, I, that'd, that'd be... I'd take that at probably plus 200. Um, but I think the quicker Figlak gets that to the ground, a little trip or a body lock takedown or something like that, I think it's going to be a tough time for Faraz ZM because Figlak is very, very strong on top. Um and absolutely loves to keep the fight there. Now, if it doesn't go there and it's just a stand-up fight in the middle of the cage, I think Figlak, he's brilliant. He really is brilliant. Like, I, I spoke about Argy Sardari. You know, he okay, he lost to Figlak and he lost to John McCulgan as well. Before that, he was looking phenomenal. And I, I was predicting he'd get to the UFC and he would have a good career in the UFC. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he turned around one, three or four fights and did get to the UFC. I think he's that good of a fighter. But the point here is that Figlak uh, beat... 
um, Sardari on the feet as well. And I think I think ZM is a different sort of fighter on the feet, but I don't think he's better, if I'm being honest. He's long and he's you know he's tricky and stuff. But if you look at Figlak's game, he's he's almost made for fighting longer guys. Figlak is not the biggest guy uh, in the world, but he also, his brother, uh, Matthias Figlak, who's probably going to be fighting maybe for the Cage Warriors uh, welterweight title here coming up. If not, his next fight, definitely the fight after if he, if he wins. Uh, he's obviously a big, tall, long guy as well, and he's used to sparring with him. During the pandemic, it was I think the two of them were living together, sparring all the time, and, and you know keeping uh, keeping their their hand in, I suppose, with each other. And so he's used to that. And if you look at his game, it, oh my god, his body work, his combinations are absolutely fantastic. If you've never seen Mike Figlak before, just get ready and, and just hope that there's a good bit of boxing in this. Now ZM probably won't be hoping that. But he's a lovely boxer. He's the sort of boxer you like You like watching. You know, if anyone watched the one championship last week, Kai Tang, the watching the tape for him just was phenomenal. And I think Figlak is a similar sort of guy. Re- I really, really like him. Now, to, to deal with the nerves of the UFC, uh, to deal with a guy, you know, as far as ZM in his home country, I'm sure the crowd will be behind him. It's one of the first, what, three or four fights uh, on the card, maybe a little bit further even up than that. That's that's going to be the, the biggest thing here. The mental aspect of it is the one unknown, I suppose. But physically, tactically, technically, uh, I definitely think Mike Figlak is is the winner of this one. Uh, and a plus 185, you know, you're probably saying, Shani, he's a debutant here. Plus 185, is that a bit of a, a big price? Uh, I'd say no to that. I think he's... Um, I think he's good enough and I think he'll do it. Um, and my next one then, my next bet, my third bet of the week, uh, I'm going for William Gomez and he is even, he's an even bigger price, a smaller price even, at minus 210. Um, but another one that I really like and another cage warriors guy that I know a lot of, now he's fighting uh, Jamo Aarons, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, is relatively... Uh, it's relatively short notice, is it? No, it was sorry, it was the other way around. It was short, no, short notice. It was the uh, Mike Figlak coming in that was short notice. Yes, excuse me. Um, but William Gomez, I watched a bit of Aaron's uh, just as I was preparing for this. Um, and I watched his fight with uh, Max Koga where he won. Um, and I watched another fight as well. And you know, there's no doubt about it. He, this guy can, can box and he has good power and he is, uh, you know, he's a well-rounded guy. He's won a few fights on the ground as well, a few submissions and all of that. So he, he can fight everywhere. Um, I would just think that if you put his game up against William Gomez's game, I think it's a very, very... Uh, if you were to pick a guy for William Gomez to fight a style, it'd probably be the style of a Jamo Aaron's. Honestly, like Gomez is a really, really, he, he reminds me a bit of if you had a, a featherweight Gagne or something like that. He's very elusive on the feet, very good defensively, land strikes when he needs to throw uh, beautiful leg kicks inside and is just so elusive on the feet. And the one thing about him is well, he's only 12 fights into his career. When I saw him, I think he was maybe only uh, seven or eight fights into his career or something like that. And he's just... You know, he just improved since then, but there's a lot of improvements still to do with him. And I honestly think you could see him coming out here and looking a bit different than than we've even seen him before. So I'm really excited uh, about Gomez. I think if Aaron's comes forward and goes at him, which is the type of fighter he is from from my watching of him. Now, maybe someone who's watched more than me and would know more than me, but I've watched a few fights of his today. He's like, you, you know, we all know those fighters out there who 
are mad for fighters to come on to them. We're mad for fighters to walk them down so that they can use their beautiful countering or whatever it might be. Now, Gomez is a beautiful counter fighter without a shadow of a doubt, don't get me wrong. But I think it's more about like he kind of frustrates you an awful lot and forces you to follow him to follow you to follow him around. Like he fought to be a Cirilla over in Cage Warriors. And it was a perfect example of this. If you haven't seen this fight, go and watch a Cirilla fight from before that where he's just an absolute destroyer. Walks lads forward the whole time and just destroys him. And William Gomez kind of just danced around him and picked him off. It was a beautiful tactical, technical display. And I think this is kind of destined to be the exact same. Now Unless Gomez saw something different, unless Gomez sees something different to me, and is like, wait, well, hold on, let's go in here and push Aaron's back and beat him that way. Can he do? I I haven't necessarily seen a fight of Gomez against the high level uh, guy where he has done that, but I, I wouldn't put it past him. I I think he has the technical ability to do that if he wants to do that. But um, uh, when I look at him. I see a really, really good uh, defensive fighter, but a defensive fighter in kind of a... Uh, well, yeah, defensive fighter is the, is the way to say it. I think he is a very, very good defensive fighter, and a frustrating fighter, a guy who really, really frustrates you and makes it really, really difficult for you. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of fighters like that, and I'm a big fan of his. I think he's very, very good. And, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think he'll win this fight here. And usually, you know, usually I don't give bets minus 200 and, and up, but uh, minus 210 for him, I think that is a pretty good price. And maybe, you know, uh, yeah, still minus 210 here. I think that if you're to get that, I take it. If you get a little bit better, I'd definitely be taking that. I think he'll win this one. Uh, right, my last of the four bets, and in my flyer, uh, I'm going for Nazareth Hakparas to win a decision over John McDessey, uh, and that is at plus one hundred. Um, Hakparas here is a is a pretty sizable favorite at minus two thirty, plus one ninety five for uh, for McDessey here. Um, for, you know this fight is obviously a one fifty five. Hackprest, you know he's he has been hit or miss over the last while. He's lost to Bobby Green uh, and Dan Hooker, but before that, obviously some very good wins against Hafa Garcia, Alex Munoz. You know Thibaut Guti beat Marci Casey. Uh, even you know either side of a, a Drew Dober uh, defeat. McDessey, you know he's getting on in age now, thirty seven years of age. He had a very good win over Bahamundes last time out. Uh, but the worrying thing for me is that was 16 months ago for a guy of 37. Uh, and that is one of the biggest reasons why I'm I'm picking Hackbarast here. Um, I think McDessey is the type of guy who, if he gets, a, you know, if he get, lands a big, a few big punches throughout the fight, he, you know, he'll either knock you out or he'll make it difficult for you to win rounds. Um, I think against a guy like Hackbrass, it like it, Hackbrass at his best. I I think I think Hackbrass is at his best when he's landing lots of shots, and when he's landing lots of shots, when anyone lands lots of shots against McDessie, I think he finds it hard to let shots go. He's one of those odd fighters that right really doesn't need you to be able to counter, if you get me. Like it feels like every fighter is kind of a counter fighter these days, but McDessie's not one. Now he can counter fight, don't get me wrong, but he's one of those fighters who will kind of stand in the pocket, throw his shots and hope to land with them. That doesn't always lead to great results, if we're being honest, but like he's, 
you you can't uh, you know criticize his record too much over the last while. He had a bad run there, maybe six or seven years ago. But you know he hasn't fought that much recently. Okay, but he he hasn't lost that much either. If you want to put it that way, um, I think it's time as well for Hackbarras to kind of turn take that turn in his career. Um, I I've always liked him. I think he's a very good fighter, a very well rounded fighter. Just it just seems like maybe injuries, maybe camp moves, maybe not kind of taking it to that next level is an issue for him. One big issue as well is I don't know if he's maybe athletically gifted as some other guys. You know, people always compare him to Kelvin Gastelum because he looks a bit like him. Gastelum is the type of guy who he doesn't look that athletically gifted, but he is very athletically gifted. You know, he has good power and he's fast. And, you you know, you see, you've seen him beat guys, you know, like uh, Uriah Hall, who's obviously an athletic monster. And we've seen him with his big wheel kick knockouts. And all. He be- beats guys like that because he's actually like a, a kind of a an athlete that doesn't look like a standout athlete, but in motion actually is. Whereas I don't think Hackprast kind of has that. And I don't think McDessey has that either, to be honest. And I think that might be kind of the winning and losing it is for Hackprast. If McDessey kind of starts slower because he's been out for a while, if he can win that first round, stay even with him, land those more shots throughout, maybe second and third, and by the time the third comes, um, or throughout the first and second, by the third, time the third comes, I don't think McDessey might have the pop in his shots that he will need to win this fight. So... Uh, yeah, I, I just think that Hackpress will win two rounds, honestly. Um, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm, I'm picking it. I just, I think it may, it'll be a volume win more than a power win. But I think stopping uh, McDessie landing his power shots is maybe the key here more than uh, landing, uh, landing power shots of himself. It's a fight that I'm not sure both of them are at their best. Um, but if both of them are, I think it be, could be a very, very good fight. But we, we will see uh, who uh, who emerges from that one. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, plus 100 for Hack Press there. Now, this is a wild bet I'm giving you for my flyer of the week. And I'm not totally convinced myself, to be honest, on this bet. Um, and I, I'm picking it just on a sort of a... F- Do you know what I'm picking this on? I'm picking this on myself underestimating Marvin Vittori for years. I think I've always, I think I've, because I, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't really like Marvin Vittori. <laughs> he was, he's always been a bit of a, not, not the most likable guy in the world. And I, you know what, when you're doing betting and when you're doing technical analysis, if you're doing a bit of punditry, no problem, say you don't like him, but if you're doing technical analysis and betting, you you, you have to leave that to the side and look at the, the facts. And I, I think the fact of it that is Marvin Vittori is a pretty good fighter. And the other fact of it as well is, I don't know where Robert Whitaker is in this at this stage of his career. Like, can he be as motivated as he once was, knowing he's kind of out of the picture now, a 185? Now, that can change very quickly, and Michel Pereira, or not Michel Pereira, what's his name? Alex Pereira will be very quickly trying to change that position, and maybe uh, he'll be right back in there. But I think this will be a decision fight. I, I don't think... Vittori will get knocked out, and I don't think he will knock out Robert Whitaker. Now, who would you say, if it was a straight-up boxing match, who do you think would win this fight? I think I think Marvin Vittori probably would. If I mean, maybe people disagree with me. Let me know in the comment section below if you do disagree with me. I think he probably w- would win it, but it's not it's not a straight boxing match. It absolutely isn't. Um, and the reason I think that Robert Whitaker 
is the favourite to win this fight and the favourite to win you know a lot of his fights save Israel Adesanya fights uh, is because he kind of he's very good at stopping guys fighting in their rhythm um, he did it to Yoel Romero and that's why he was able to go so well against Yoel Romero but a fight I look back on right of Marvin Vittori's um, is the Jack Hermanson fight and Hermanson is a an oddly similar type of guy to Robert Whitaker in that he likes to break your rhythm. But in that fight, Vittori was really well able to get into his rhythm and turn it into the fight that he wanted to turn it into. I think the same probably goes for the Paulo Costa fight. The same goes for the Kevin Holland fight. Now, against Adesanya, no, absolutely. But Adesanya is, is a level above. I just wonder if even for small periods of this fight, or maybe large periods of the fight, if Marvin Vittori can turn it into the fight he wants to turn it into, could he win the decision? You know, plus 350 to win the decision. Plus 350 for Marvin Vittori. Now, if you were to give me straight up who will win Robert Whitaker or Marvin Vittori, I'd pick, I'd pick Robert Whitaker. But... I do think it'll go to a decision, right? That's my first port of call here. And I, I look at the odds for Robert Whitaker in a second, if it does go to a decision, what, what price he is. I believe, uh, do you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here and look now. He, I believe, is not even remotely close to that. Uh, so Whitaker twin by decision is minus 135. So you're looking at a minus 135 bet versus, versus a plus 350 bet. Minus 135 for Whitaker to win decision, plus 350 for Vittori to win the decision. Because I do think he'll go to decision. Could it be one of those fights where it's, you know, 2-2 going into the fifth? Could it be one of those fights? I have a feeling it actually probably will. You know? And would you be thinking back at that stage and thinking, well, that plus 350 looks pretty good right about now? You know, maybe it would. So it's it's the type of play I usually don't go for because I usually, I, I'm always going with kind of heart overhead, right? In, and not in like usually I don't like a guy or I like a guy type. I I, like, I go for heart in terms of style, you know, and I like, I usually pick a style and the type of fighters that I like to win are the type of fight styles that I like. Whereas this one, I'm going, I'm, I, I'm trying to go against that rather than maybe with my head. So with, with no, or with absolute reservations here, my flyer of the week, Marvin Vittori wins by decision plus 350. Right, let's look through some of uh, the other bets for the weekend. Uh, there isn't actually any other big mixed martial arts, I don't think, uh, at all. Um, the main event betting here, Seattle Gagne, is minus 600 plus 400 for Tai Tuivasa. The over under two and a half rounds, interesting. Over minus 135 under plus 105. I don't know, that's what, what do you think there? Like, fight to go to the decision plus 210. Uh, like, I think I think it's either going to be Gagne later or Gagne by decision. So if you fancy that plus 210, let's see what the betting is for Gagne to win uh, by decision. I was looking at that, it's, it's not actually great. Gagne to win by decision plus 225. Yeah, I, I, I just, like, maybe, maybe, but I, I'm I, in a heavyweight fight, I'm always kind of... 
um, you know, pulling myself back, saying, don't back the decision, don't back the decision, you know, especially when I think to Ivasa will go for it. So, yeah, that's an interesting one there. The Invitori is plus 195 straight up, plus two, or sorry, minus 230 for Whitaker there. Um, that one to go to the decision is minus 220, as kind of predicted there a minute ago. Um, if you fancy the under two and a half rounds, that's plus 205, but I wouldn't be going for that there. A finish in the fight, Vittori by KO, TKO is plus 1,050, whereas Whitaker is plus 385. If you fancy submission, plus 800 for the Italian, plus 220 for Whitaker there as well. Uh, yeah, I'd be probably avoiding all of those. Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood, very good fight, plus 120 for uh, Nathaniel Wood. Jordan minus 140. I think Jordan fought not too long ago, um, so maybe... Maybe Wood is the bet there. Uh, I like Nathaniel Wood a lot. Uh, I think size might be an issue. Wood has moved up in weight, and I think Jordan is big enough for that weight class, so maybe that'll be an issue there. Maybe wait on that one for Wood and see how he's getting on at that weight class. No, he fought there last time and Wood look good, but maybe give him one more. The Chiricon Pop, uh, Kapilov bought even, minus 110. McDessey, as I mentioned earlier, plus 195, minus 230 for Hackbarast. ZM is minus 160, minus 185 for my guy Mick Figlak. Jarno Ahrens, plus 185, minus 215 for Gomez. Uh, and they're known as William Gomi here for some reason, but it's Gomez. Gomez. Christian Quinones, minus, sorry, plus 111, minus 133 for Cali Taha. Alan Perez, plus 245, minus 305 for Stephanie Egger. Uh, then Magomedov, minus 255. Dustin Stoffels, plus 215. Benoit Saint-Denis, minus 275, plus 235 for Gabriel Miranda. An interesting fight for me. Uh, Jackie Buckley 220, minus 260 for Imavov. You probably would fancy Imavov. That's probably the right betting there, all right. Um, if you're looking for a bit of a flyer for the week, Buckley to get that big knockout again. Uh, the price isn't up here for the big knockout, but I would probably say it's probably around plus three fifty ish. That might be a bad. Uh, that might be a bad one for the weekend. So, yeah, we will leave it at that. As I run through my bets again, Ganya by KOTKL plus one twenty five, Figlak minus one eighty five, straight up money line. Same for William Gomez minus two ten, straight up bet. Nazareth Hakparas by decision plus one hundred, and Marvin Vittorian my flyer of the week to win by decision at plus three fifty. All right, everyone, I am Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com, and I'll see you all next time.